Hi, everyone, and welcome to Spoilers Ahead. We're Lo and Law, two movie-obsessed besties. We sealed our soulmate status years ago when we found ourselves having weekly movie nights that were, let's be real, mostly just snackies and talking over the movie. But that's the beauty of movies. This episode, we are diving into the 1998 end of the world drama Armageddon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was eight and Lo was 11 when this movie came out. Let me tell you, we had Feelings. Yep. yep. Babyface Ben Affleck and some animal crackers, an Aerosmith ballad for the ages, and a plan for some deep core drillers to save the world from an asteroid. What could go wrong? Whatever could go wrong. (laughs) So get ready for a throwback to the 90s, and you better watch out because there are most definitely spoilers ahead. Yay. Um, (laughs) Okay, Law, it's been a million years. Um, Yeah, it has. Two two years, but it, it <laughs> that's a million. Um, that's a million. <laughs> where did we go? What have we been up to? Yeah, well, um, I moved across the country. That's probably the biggest <laughs> thing. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're wondering where thing. we've been, <laughs> I moved away. <laughs> she literally moved. Yeah, halfway yeah. across the world. I yeah. did. I did. Um, but it's been amazing. And yeah, I, when we first started our podcast, we were the two of us sitting in the same room together. Um, and yeah, it just started from there. And so once I moved away, um, we were just sort of getting our feet under us about, you know, how do we, how do we do this? Really also Lo and I, you know, like we were kind of like, how do we be friends long distance? I know. (laughs) You know, it was, we'd never really been apart from each other. Sad. Yeah. Um, It was like so weird to try and be texting friends or like. I know. We were never text friends. Phone call. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Because we saw each other weekly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. If not more. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That's true. Yeah. It was weird. And yeah, we were never. Both of us are just so bad with our phones. Like I'm just the worst (laughs) on the phone. Truly. I'm really bad. I'm so awful. And we both don't have social media anymore. So. (laughs) <laughs> no. no. So if you're wondering where you went, that's <laughs> we had to figure out how to be friends from thousands of miles away. Yeah. And so yeah, after we kind of figured that out, which I really love our rhythm, we ended up, you know, we have like monthly phone calls where we just mm-hmm. like go on a walk together and talk for like an hour and it's incredible and I love it. And so after we kind of figured that out, both of us were just kind of like, hey, podcast. <laughs> I miss do it. Do you want to like do it again? <laughs> yeah. I remember you came to me and you were like, I mean, it's totally not a big deal if you don't want to do it. Like, you know, yes. it's I, like, I'm not, I don't like really want to do it, you know, but if you, <laughs> just if you want to, like, <laughs> and I was like, yes, I, let's do it. I was really nervous. I didn't want to like push. Cause I mean, yeah, with moving and redoing your home, like that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, I was giving you an out before no, I, I yeah, you thank an you. In. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate it, but I didn't take it because here we are, and I'm here so stinking excited. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, this is this is where we are, and we're so glad to be back. Yeah. Um. And, oh, and you got a puppy. I did. I was about to say like I went nowhere, but <laughs> we got a dog. So you did. No, this is this is so important. I'm so happy that you yeah, got a dog. She's- She's real cute. She's a Chorky, a half Chihuahua, half Yorkie, and she's 
perfect for our fam. Um, she's here to stay. I love her. her last dog who we got rid of after six months. So yeah, this one has made it to seven, eight months in our home and she's going to be here until she dies. So yes. Yeah. Well, and she's perfect for you guys. She's perfect for you guys. Your other dog was incredible, but is now living their best life on like a farm yeah. somewhere. Right. Didn't, didn't, isn't, didn't you like rehome him to like a person with like lots of land and yeah. 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 I'm she like, was, <laughs> she was a German shepherd. So yeah. We yeah. live in the suburbs and thought it was going to be fine. It was not fine. It was not fine. So here we are with the like maybe teeny tiny dog and <laughs> perfection. I love so. it. I love it. And <laughs> yeah. yes, let's let 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 it be noted for the world that yes, your previous dog is not like at a shelter. Your previous dog is no. living her best life. She really she's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's off on a she's farm thriving. somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> running around. Yeah. But not at your house. So no. So that's what's like up with me, kind of. I mean, yeah, yeah love got it. my got my three boys. They're all going to be in the same school this year. So <gasps> oh, I can't believe that. it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, now that everybody's caught up on us, let's start this combo off with a question we will ask every episode moving forward, which yep. is, Lo, your life mm-hmm. is a movie. Mm-hmm. What is it about this time? Okay, so <laughs> I got. I had a lot of fun with this answer because I was like, what is my life right now? It's summertime Mm -hmm. and it just feels, it feels a little crazy. So (laughs) my life is a mixture right now of the movies, the Sandlot and Gladiator. Yeah. So yeah, the Sandlot in one of our previous episodes, we went over like our nostalgia movies. That's one of mine. And it just, my, I'm I'm not a boy, nor did I play baseball, um, nor Doesn't grew up matter. in the 50s. But that movie <laughs> is like the epitome of summer to me. Oh, yeah. So, I Absolutely. Mean, it's, yeah. I, I do have boys now, and they do play outside. And we literally went to like a public pool the other day, and it looked just like the one in that movie. So, um, <laughs> and we have a dog chasing us all the time. So... <laughs> That's like slightly different life. scenario though. Slightly different. You have a tiny it's, puppy and the other one was, was like a say, massive mastiff or something. This one's not going to hurt you at all. <laughs> um, she doesn't even bark, which is amazing. So, <laughs> um, but that's part of my life. And then the other part of gladiator is that I, I'm Russell Crowe every day yeah. with my kids trying to keep them entertained <laughs> And um, are you not entertained? Are you not? That's what I just want to yell at them every yeah. single day when they complain about stuff. Where you I'm should. like, we just did. We just okay. Last week, I'm I should win Mama of the Year for this. I got them fishing poles, <gasps> worms. We went fishing. Look and, at you. I mean, like we did all this stuff. They did have a good time. Like, yeah, of they course did. they did. But then there's some days where they're just like, I'm so bored and I hate everything, and I'm like. But are you not entertained? Like, this is summer. Get <laughs> These <over> mofos. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So that's my life right now. Sandlot plus Gladiator. What I about get it. you, Lot? That makes total total sense to me. Total <laughs> sense you, to me. Thank you. <laughs> um, well, my answer is that I'm basically Poison Ivy. Like, legit. Uma Thurman oh. right here. I, you all <laughs> in the ether cannot see me, but I don't look like Uma Thurman, like, at all. But... <laughs> I am certainly channeling her energy because mm. I'm a plant lady and it happened by accident. And <laughs> <laughs> so 
we live in the Pacific Northwest now, and um, the weather is amazeballs. So (laughs) top notch. So um, where we used to live, nothing grew, and I would just kill everything, including succulents. Um, And I just felt like I had a black thumb, and I was like, (laughs) Um, (laughs) I cried in my pillow every night. (laughs) No, not really. Um, Good plans for you. But when we got here, I was like, you know what? I want to grow plants. I really want to have plants. And so I started out with opposite ends of the spectrum as far as plants goes. I got a snake plant, which is just like the big spiky one that you, I you love can't plants. kill it. Like you cannot yeah, you really kill them. Can't. Yeah. Um, and then I got a fiddle leaf fig, which if mm-hmm. you know anything about fiddle leaf figs, they are the most temperamental plant ever. If you think negative thoughts about them, they die. (laughs) Uh, So I got both ends of the spectrum and yeah, I just, they were thriving. It was crazy town. And so anyway, I've just gotten more and more and more. And not to mention um, when the husband goes out of town, I just get slightly sad and (laughs) I just buy more plants. (laughs) So I now have like 20 plants inside my house and I've got a couple of ivies, a couple of snake plants. I've got a spider plant, a couple of fiddle leaves, oh. have some succulents. And they have names. Yes. They all have names, right? Oh, yes. They have names. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. We've got, you know, I won't list them all for you, um, <laughs> but I'm a huge Shit's Creek fan. So we have David and Moira are the two uh-huh. fiddle leaf figs because uh-huh. if you know anything about Shit's Creek, David and Moira, um, they need a lot of care and they're a little... <laughs> Little high maintenance. Yeah, they're a little high maintenance. So we've got David and Moira. Um, and then yeah, our my snake plant, my snake plant did so well um this throughout this year. I got it last year. And so throughout this year, so this summer I split it into two because it was just taking over this. This pot. is like I just learned about um like taking trimmings, you know, from yeah, uh-huh, plants yeah. and growing yeah. other ones and prop propagating. Is that yes. how you even say that word? Yeah, and I'm mind blown that this yeah. can happen. Well, yeah. and snake plants are the easiest because you literally, you can't, like I, I took my snake plant and you just pull it out of the pot and you right. just pull it in half um, and, and whatever you've broken off, it will uh-huh. start growing another one. And so, so my two snake plants, they're in different rooms now. I mean, really oh. it was just for sunlight purposes, but I have um, named them Daphne and Daniel and I just, um, they're my separated couple. Um, because like, are they sisters? No, no, no. Daphne and Daniel, they went through a really hard time this year Mm. and now they're separated. Mm. They're living in separate places, you know, but I do have to say they're thriving separately. (laughs) So, you know, for that plant divorce is okay, I guess. Uh, (laughs) I mean, they literally cannot get to each other unless you make it happen. Exactly. So yeah, you're good. Exactly. And they'd be, they're like the sloth of the plant world. So if they wanted to get to each other, it's going to take like 15 years. So, <laughs> so oh anyway, gosh, happy to it. say poison I'm channeling ivy. poison ivy vibes. So yes. that is, that's, that's my life right now. And the husband has told me no more plants <laughs> <laughs> on his last oh. business trip. He was like, no, hey, do not he, buy a plant. You're, you have like an ecosystem in your home. You're keeping him alive. Oxygen. So yeah, the air in my deal. house, top notch. Okay. Uh, hello. <laughs> I approve, Uma. Yay. I approve. 
<laughs> so yes. Um, okay, I'm so excited to get into this. Are you so excited, I'm, Lo? I'm so pumped. <laughs> like I watched this movie with Bryant, my husband, and we <sighs> just like we had a blast. It was so, so much, much fun, fun. So silly. And all I want to do is talk about it. Yes. So. Absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous <laughs> movie. Um, let me just read a quick plot summary and then we'll get into it. Um, so after discovering that an asteroid the size of Texas will impact Earth in less than a month, NASA recruits a misfit team of deep core drillers to save the planet. I think mm. that's like a that's a that's a good one liner of, you know, like it's, yeah. what this movie is. Super brief. Yeah. It's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Lo, why'd we pick this one? I, this is our first episode back in a couple of years. Uh-huh. Yeah. How do we do it? Okay. Well, first off, it is the 25th anniversary of this film. Yes. So huge Love. news this year. I don't know why Love. they didn't re-release it at the theaters. So, right? I mean, right? hello. Missed Cash opportunity. Cow. Missed Ugh. opportunity. So that's number one. And then, I mean, it really was your idea to do it because we were both thinking like, <laughs> we want to do like a really big like oh we're back for good now forever and <laughs> forever um, summer forever we're never <laughs> leaving um like a huge summer blockbuster you know like something that is just so nostalgic and iconic yeah and you came up with it and it was just like oh my gosh hell yeah we have yeah. to do this yeah so I, I'm so excited about it. Um, and I don't know why. I think this movie was on my brain because I had heard that Don't Want to Miss a Thing, um, mm -hmm. Aerosmith song. And I, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know. But anyway, uh, that it, it had just been on my mind like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Do you remember Armageddon? Like, I, the, it was just. Where the song came from? I don't. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was just in my brain this summer. And, um, my sister was here for the summer and she hadn't seen it. And so <gasps> I was just, I yeah, didn't know that oh she had gosh. never seen this. And so anyway, so when I suggested it, I just thought like, first of all, I mean, well, it was a summer blockbuster when it came out. It doesn't, doesn't mm -hmm. really have anything to do with summer, the, the movie right. itself. But at yeah. the time that it came out, it was definitely a summer blockbuster. Um, and it's just sort of like, I don't know, just like funsies. It's like yeah. just so ridiculous. Yes. And so anyway, um, so I was like, okay, we're all going to watch this movie. And yeah, so it was just so funny, not only to see it from my perspective of uh -huh. like, I think this was one of those movies that came out when I was eight. So I don't think that I saw it in the theater, but I think this was, I mean, this is back in the age of DVDs and VHSs. Mm -hmm. So I am pretty positive that this was a movie that we owned on VHS or not, not VHS. <laughs> no, 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 no. DVD. It was DVD, DVD. because I remember, yeah. I remember the case. I remember what it looked like. Yeah. Um, and so I think this is one of the few DVDs that we had. And so that was the thing, like you had to buy the DVD and then you had a collection of them and you would only watch these movies unless you found a movie on TV, which was not, the, I mean, you know, it was, you were at the mercy of whatever they wanted to play for you on TV. Yeah. So all that to say, I think this was one of the movies that I owned and, um, subsequently killed. Like I, I just watched it over <laughs> and over and over. Um, like, so I, yeah, I love that. And like, you brought that up earlier when we were talking of, um, like the first time you watched it. And I honestly don't remember if I saw it in theaters or if it was at home. Yeah. I just remember the hype around this movie was huge. Huge. And yeah. And um, 
like that's all people could talk about. It was it literally was like a summer blockbuster. And then as we were watching it, Bryant kept um he knew all the lines and oh, I yeah. was I was like what the heck dude? Like <laughs> we've been married 13 years, you have never once talked oh, yeah. about like we've never seen it together. He's never talked about this film at all and I was like shocked. And no, I, I was felt the a same. A little betrayed, you know, a little <laughs> little like who are you how did I not know this about you how did I not know this um and so yeah I like there were so many parts that I didn't remember so it was so much fun to go back and be like oh my gosh they literally jump over the Grand Canyon (laughs) on an asteroid on an asteroid in a vehicle survive in a vehicle yeah yeah so it's just stuff like that where it was so delightful and silly to to rewatch it so yeah no, I, I feel like I was the same. I don't think I've seen it in 20 years, seriously. Yeah. And yeah. I I knew every word. And so that was pretty <laughs> funny to like look over and see my sister. She's just like glued to the TV. I mean, of course, you know, she like an explosion or something would happen and she'd be like, that right. looks fake, you know, of yeah. course. But, you know, so it, it was made in the late 90s. Come on. Um, yeah. So, but she was so still engaged and we both cried at the end. And I was like, this is like opposite ends of the spectrum. I know every line of this movie and yeah. it has so much nostalgia for me. And yet she has never seen it, not one time. And she was so like just like locked in the whole time. Riveted. So, you know, um, way to go, Michael Bay is all I have way to say to about Bay. that because crazy. Um, I know. So speaking of the late nineties, when did this come out law? <laughs> um, okay. Came out in 1998, May uh-huh. of 1998, uh, directed by, of course, as we said, Michael Bay. Um, yeah. and I, okay. In 2013, I don't know where this is, or I didn't find like what exactly he said, but so Michael Bay said in 2013 that this was his worst film. WTF? Which come on, WTF? Because come on, no like, Transformers. Ugh. No, no, we do not need that garbage <laughs> in our life. Like I'm so mad about that. I mean, you know, we'll get to how we feel about this movie in yes. general. Yes, and um, regardless, it's still objectively a fun, entertaining film, and like it's it's classic. So I don't know what he's talking about because it's not like Transformers is beating this by any means. No. And I mean, maybe he was talking like um, CGI quality or something like that, you know, but I mean, when you really think about it, when I was watching it, I mean, they are in space, like explosions, you know, zero like weightlessness, you know, there were so many things. Oh, and then at the beginning of the movie when all the um the smaller meteors like hit um mm-hmm. the different cities i'm like that was cr- what a crazy feat to yeah. you know have to make a make that in a movie look real for 1998 yeah. you know yeah. so maybe he's talking about that that like he thinks he didn't do a good job but i <sighs> i there wasn't yeah, I, I don't I don't know that I agree with that. Michael Bay, just hear us now. I know he's probably listening to this. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't he's he? He's definitely he's listening. Um, high-level film critics. Yeah, so. we are. Um, <laughs> but Michael Bay, if you're listening, this is not your worst film. This is no. – I freaking love this film. It's so this good. It's easily like top three, if not, that takes number one spot. So Yeah, yeah. <sighs> 
Um, okay. Well, I am clearly my initial reaction is clear. Um, and that <laughs> I freaking love this movie. And when I was watching it, I fully expected to be like, oh, it hasn't aged well, or like, oh, that doesn't land well anymore. Or like, oh, that's mm-hmm. supposed to be serious, but I'm just laughing. You know, there there are several movies that I have watched lately. I've been kind of like going back and watching some older movies, and you go back and you're like, oh, that does not age well. You know, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah, like, oh. Um, but this was not one of them. I mean, definitely the CGI needs work for sure, but I was still so engrossed in it and I loved it. I loved it. So my initial reaction, freaking love. So low, break my heart and tell me (laughs) I feel it coming. I feel it. What's your, what was your initial reaction with this movie? Okay. Okay. (laughs) Hear me out. Also, Um, I side with, I side with your husband on this, Brian. He knows what he's talking about. <laughs> so I don't hate this movie. I don't okay. hate it. But um and, okay, I'm going to I'm going to go with my pros first. So I don't hate it. Um it was very entertaining. Like yeah. I have seen this and I know how it ends and I still was like on the edge of my seat. I get I just get so emotionally invested and stressed out in things that like yeah. I have to start getting up and walking around. So I had to do that at one point where I was like I can't I'm too, I'm too involved. <laughs> it's too much for me it's to too handle. Much for me. Yeah. So, um, it's so good at keeping you on the edge of your seat and like, what's going to happen. And I mean, the opening shot, like you said, is little asteroids falling to earth. So it starts with a bang. I mean, you're oh, for in real. action. Yeah. And, um, and you know, it's funny. It's, it is romantic. So it's got everything. Um, I just personally, <laughs> it's honestly it was just too silly for me too unbelievable at this point and then the Mm. cgi again like (laughs) i think at the time i'm i'm gonna be so nice to this film um the the cgi at the time was probably like mind-blowing you know where you're like wow that explosion's coming for me but you know nowadays it just was so silly and then like just so many little plot lines and the characters are so over the top like it was just I I couldn't get past the silliness so I just laughed a lot yeah um through the whole well and didn't you tell me we were talking about this beforehand didn't you tell me Mm -hmm. that in the opening um what was was it like the opening intro you know where you see the title Armageddon that you it was like pixelated (laughs) or something (laughs) yes so it like um I didn't notice it but beginning is like (laughs) the title the word armageddon and it's in space and you see you know the earth and then it explodes out to the viewer and it's like a little pixelated and again i'm sure at the time no one knowed, noticed or cared but like nowadays i was like god damn it like i can't get past it yeah um, i see that but point to you yeah point to you yes <laughs> yes i get it but um so i don't i don't hate this movie really it's just like I'm good. I don't think I need to watch it ever again. Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Fine. <laughs> I won't hold it against you. Um, okay. Um, as we get into the film, let's just mm-hmm. – speaking of what you said of like yeah. how silly it is, I think the the most crazy thing about this movie is mm-hmm. – 
the largest part of the movie, which is the plan, like what, right. <laughs> like what they actually decide to do. Um, yeah. Take us through, first of all, what is it that they decide to do? And then okay. tell me your thoughts on like, <laughs> what's the feasibility? Right. Like, <laughs> is this the best we've got people? Right. Oh my gosh. It's so good. So, and this, uh, it's just so good. We'll get into it. Okay. <laughs> So the NASA scientists, they want to take some drillers, some land oil drillers, uh, train them to be astronauts. In like 12 days. In 12 days. Let me just throw that in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Very short amount of time because they don't have time. They just found out about this asteroid. Yeah. It's coming right Um, now. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So it's... It's actually going fat. What was it like faster than the speed of light or something? Oh, yeah. I, can't. I mean, 22,000 miles an hour. <laughs> that was it. But so they want to take um, these drillers and, and some astronauts, some regular astronauts too, and put them into two rockets, um, land on the asteroid, drill into the asteroid 800 feet, throw some nukes in there. They want to blow it into two. And it like will both of these pieces will miss the Earth, um, so that's their plan. And I, again, I think watching this movie, it's kind of like Jurassic Park, where you're <laughs> like, yes, it makes sense that you can make dinosaurs from mosquito blood, right, or yeah, whatever, uh-huh. and the it, like, sap, it makes, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Trapped. as you're like watching the film and listening to these scientist actors talk about it, you're like, yeah, that would totally work. And, <laughs> but then when you think about it, you're like, wait a second, um, what? And so <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's so silly and fun um that this was the best they could come up with and i think they actually do kind of like poke fun at that in the movie itself yeah which was like okay great michael bay is self-aware enough to be like (laughs) you know we got we gotta mention why this makes sense but it still really doesn't (laughs) right so yeah yeah um and even ben affleck himself like (laughs) I think I, it, love I think you were saying it's either in like a the commentary or an interview or probably both where he even talks about like you're going to send drillers into space that why Michael Bay yeah. um yeah. Well and Michael Bay was like super offended. <laughs> like yes. I rem- so when he the like little clip that I listened to was from uh-huh. the audio commentary. You're, you're right. I think he does mention this in other interviews later on. Like, is this the really, okay, I could remember. Yeah. But, but in the audio the like commentary that I was listening to, it's just like, you know, like a quick 30 seconds of that. Um, mm-hmm. but he talks about how he like went to Michael Bay and he was like, okay. I mean, it's like, I'm, I'm down. Like I'm here to make this movie. <laughs> Right, I'm gonna make. But like, is this like really what the plan is? Like, is this gonna even resonate with people? Like, does it make sense? It's such a far fetched plan. Is like, Mm -hmm. what are we doing? Why is this a plan? And Michael Bay was apparently like, "Get out of here!" Like, I don't know anything you're talking about. Like, (laughs) shut up, basically. Um, you know, and he was just like, "This is a real plan," (laughs) you know, like, like apparently, you know, I I don't know, is based off of some sort of real plan. Um, you know, sort of like last ditch effort if an asteroid is coming at the earth and no one notices it for, (laughs) you know, 
um, then yeah, then maybe this could work. Um, which I do mm-hmm. totally get the 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 nitty gritty of the plan, meaning mm-hmm. land on the asteroid, drill a hole into it, split it in yeah. half. That actually is not bad. I'm I'm like right. I'm tracking with you on that. Yeah. I really am. Um, but it's the drillers that I'm like, why? Like what? It's a, I don't know why you need the drillers up there. Um, And I just loved how in the movie, you know, um, Billy Bob Thornton's character is, is like, what what is he like the head of NASA, you know? And um, Mm. he's explaining to Ben Affleck, everything that, um, I mean, not Ben Affleck, um, Bruce Willis, Willis. everything that has gone wrong. Like there's an asteroid Mm -hmm. coming and this is why we brought you here. We need you to help us to drill, you know, to get this drill ready or whatever. And, Bruce Willis is kind of like, you You put my design together all wrong and, you know, blah, blah, blah. blah. And then he's just like, you know what? I'll do it. But I'm going to go up there and I'm going to bring my team. <laughs> and I, Billy, Bob Thornton, Billy, Billy Bob Thornton's character is just like, cool. <laughs> I, love you know? his, I love Bruce Willis's line where he's like, if you want if you want the best, you got to work with the best. And I work with the best. Like, it's something like that. He just yes. keeps saying, like, the best, the best over and over. And it's so Bruce Willis, you know, and so macho and silly. I loved it. Hilarious. And, and yeah, and then, yeah, Billy Bob Thornton's character is just sort of, like, awesome. You know, like, he yeah, like, like he says that, course, you know, that he's yeah. going to bring his team. And Billy Bob Thornton isn't sort of, like – no, he's just sort of like, <laughs> oh my goodness, thank God he said yes. You know, right, I'm just I, like, that is a large caveat that he just I gave know. you. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's oh, so hilarious. Good. So before, like, you know, they go into space, they have to train to be astronauts. But before we training, talk about the training, I'm air quoting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> before we talk about the training montage, which is incredible, let's talk about. We've mentioned Bruce and Billy Bob. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about how many famous people are in this film and kind of, you know, walk through their characters a bit. Yeah. No, let's do it. Um, yeah. We mentioned um, Daddy Bruce and. Uh, <laughs> you mean Zaddy? Zaddy mean Bruce Zaddy. Willis. <laughs> um, and then his daughter, Liv Tyler, um, uh-huh. who plays Grace. And she for some reason, lives on this oil rig with him. And unbeknownst to Zaddy, um, (laughs) she has been, you know, doing the deed with um, Ben Affleck's character, AJ, and Uh they are in love. And AJ is like a young, you know, sort of protege of Harry, which is Bruce Willis's character. Um, he, mm-hmm. you know, so he's very good at what he does, but he's also, you know, the classic like young guy who's like super capable and has all this potential, but he's like reckless and, uh, <laughs> you know, he's too cocky. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, um, dad, Bruce Willis, Liv Tyler is the daughter. Ben Affleck, the love interest. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, oh, you have to do the next one because you love him so much. I do. I really love him in this movie. Steve Buscemi <laughs> is oh. Rock Hound. Rock Hound. And uh, he's, he's like, I mean, there's lots of comedic moments in this film from different characters, but he's definitely like the silliest one that yes. um, just really brings it home. So Yeah, he's definitely yeah, a, yes. a good comedic relief. Love him. 
Yeah, for sure. And he's like the one somehow that gets all the girls. <laughs> if you don't know this inexplicably, man, Google, <laughs> go Google this man. Yeah, no one knows why. Yeah. Um, and then we have sweet baby Owen Wilson. Oh, sweet baby face Owen Wilson, who oh. is just like this sort of idealistic geologist mm-hmm. guy who's like, yeah, we're going to an asteroid. That's a rock. Wow. I'm so excited. <laughs> so sad he doesn't last very long so no, we'll get to that spoiler no. alert the name <laughs> of this podcast he does not last long which to no. me i'm like weird move you know to have it owen really wilson is. not last long you know well i don't think he was that big back then i guess like i'm trying to remember yeah I if guess he was true in a bunch of stuff yet and i don't think he was yet like i think he was just getting kind of started so maybe yeah, that's I, why no, you're right yeah. It's weird because like he has a very prolific career. So it's like yeah. very interesting. Yeah, super interesting. Um, yeah. And then we got Bill Patton who plays Ugh, Chick. Chick. <laughs> such like, a weird character. Such a weird character. He's he's like lovable, but then you find yeah. out for some reason. Well, he's into gambling. So <laughs> he's a compulsive um, he gambler. Just, yeah. He just can't stop. The, can't the stop table. going to Vegas. <laughs> and he like left his wife and his like four or five year old son. Yeah. Which great move, dude. Um I don't know. So yeah, it yeah. Then we got Billy Bob Thornton. Oh my gosh. Who, Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton, who Billy I Bob. did great in the So great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think he is such a polarizing character. Like in yeah. everything that he plays, he's a very polarizing character. Um, you know, he's like either like the the really bad guy, you know, who's mm-hmm. like cringy, and you're just sort of like, Ooh. Um, yeah. you know. But also, he did so well in this movie. Like, I I thought he did very well, very convincing. And he's got like, um, he's got such a good accent for yeah. A, yeah, a guy who lives in Houston and works at NASA. <laughs> like he sounds like maybe he is from Texas in real life. I don't know, I don't but. Know. It's very convincing either yeah. way. No, agree. So, um, yeah. Michael Who's Clark next? Duncan. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Love Michael Clark Duncan. I he know. Um, has passed away actually, which is kind of crazy. Um, he's right. very young. Yeah, he's very young when he passed away. What was his, what was his name in this? Is Papa Bear or something? <laughs> it was just well, Bear. But yeah, bear. he called himself Papa Bear several <laughs> times. <laughs> great, great, great. So there's that. Um <laughs> But no, he plays like, you know, Bear and he's just like this big muscly guy and mm-hmm. um but he he plays the like, you know, like big muscly guy, but at one point when mm-hmm. he meets with the psychologist, he's like crying in the psychologist. He's office. like a he's like a literally like a big teddy bear. He and is then hilarious. Um, this was his first role, I think. I yeah. Yeah. And then at, right after this, I think it's one or two years um, uh-huh. after this, he goes on to play in um, The Green Mile with Tom incredible. Hanks. And he plays yeah. an incredible character in The Green Mile. Very great. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I this this movie was definitely um, – I don't know. I wouldn't say it was a star launcher because a lot of mm-hmm. these characters most definitely had careers before this. But it's just kind of crazy to have all of these – you know, um, actors in one movie and then to see a them go house. on to do amazing things after that, including, yeah. um, Michael Clark Duncan, love him. And then, yeah. um, probably my fave, I don't know why I love this actor so, so much, but I really do. And that is Jason Isaacs. 
And no, I totally oh, agree. He's gosh. got like piercing blue eyes. Ooh, he's they're kind gorgeous. Of a beautiful man, a little he's bit. So pretty. I so really... if you don't know him, he what? plays um Draco Malfoy's dad in Harry yeah. Potter. Lucia. And then he's in another movie. Well, he's in so many, but there's another one that you love that he plays. Yes, the bad guy. he plays Hook in the movie Pan. That's right. Um, yeah, and uh, this. So this was mm, early 2000s when that movie came out. So it's not Hook, mm-hmm. not the like um, Robin Williams, Robin yeah. Williams movie, not that one. Um, it was after that. Um, but yeah, he plays in. Um, hook in this movie called pan and i oh my gosh he's so good and i feel yeah. like he always plays a villain um yeah. because the, just the like structure of his face he's got kind of like sharp angles um yes. and he can look a bit um um i don't not menacing um what is the word i'm looking for he can look kind of like sharp like um, sinister a little bit yeah that's yeah that's what i'm trying to go for yeah, yeah. he can he can just look a little dark because mm-hmm. of the, you know, like the angles of his face. Um, and even in this movie, he is kind of like snappy, you know, he He's plays really sarcastic, like, or like yeah. sassy. Yeah, yeah, sassy, very. And he, so he plays an astrophysicist. He's not in it for very long at all, yeah. which is kind of why I like it. Um, I, he, I would like, I, I could see him in a bigger role. I would be yeah. okay. More than yeah. okay with him yeah. playing a bigger role in this movie. No, for real. But yeah, he plays an astrophysicist who basically tells off the president's <laughs> advisors and basically so says, like, you're all effing dumb. idiots and yeah. um, this is why we have to do this. Oh, um, so yeah, love Jason Isaacs so much. He goes on after this to have an incredible career that is still ongoing. Yeah. He still is making yeah. wonderful movies. He's great. Um, love him. Um, and then, la- I mean, well, I won't say last because there's definitely so many amazing actors that are still in this yeah. movie that we haven't mentioned, but I yeah. do want to mention Jessica Steen who plays Lieutenant Watts and Lieutenant Watts uh, is bad ass. I know. Love like, her. I don't even know if she, you know, I don't know what else she's done in her life. Like if she was, you know, went on to be an actress or anything, but she's incredible. She I plays love like her character. Yeah. She does a great the, job. Um, yeah, she plays what is it? One of the captains or something of the ship. Yeah, and Lieutenant Watts. She she basically is like um the one who can fix the ship. So she yes. is kind of like <laughs> She's very important. She I mean, she's the only she saves their butts. Like there so I, I I mean like I feel like if this movie was made now, she would yes. her role would be so much bigger because really like she first of all in the like training montage I mean, she just like kicks all of their butts, like just yeah. whips them into shape. And she'll just be like, at one point, Bear is like talking over her or something. And she'll, she's like, Bear, <laughs> you know, she like tells him to shut up basically. And, and he's, he's like, like sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, it's well, I was going to say yeah. it's just so dumb that, yeah, she doesn't ha- play a bigger role. But again, yeah. it's like the early or the late 90s. You're, and I think, yeah, nowadays it would be like, she would be the star of the freaking show. 100%. 100%. Yeah. And yeah, in the movie, she is basically like shoved in the bottom of this ship the entire time everything is going on. Like all the whole time they're having all the drilling issues and the shooting scene, which we'll discuss. And, you know, mm-hmm. Steve Buscemi's character, Rockhound, is like riding the bomb <laughs> like a bull. You know, like when all of that is happening, she yeah. is under, like in the ship making it 
you know, flyable, um, functional. And so it's just insane. Like she's just by herself down there, like fixing this ship that has essentially crash landed on the back of an asteroid. And so shout out to Lieutenant Watts because her character deserves a lot more props. Yeah. So she was great. I loved her. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But yeah. Speaking of, um, (laughs) Astronaut training montage. <laughs> We're gonna segue. Oh man, into that whole like scene where yeah, they are put through um like the underwater training sequence to yeah. see what like simulate uh non gravity or whatever, and then right, then they have like psychological testing, and then they have I guess like physicals, doesn't, but does not go well. It does not go well. It's like intense. They're like probing buttholes and. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just so bizarre. And then, I mean, it's really fun and a fun montage. I just, I love a good montage in a movie too. Love it. Well, and this one's especially funny because, I mean, you can just take one look at them and be like, they're going to (laughs) fail. You know, like, like, why would they even try? Yeah. At one point they are, yeah, like drilling into their buttholes for some reason. Like, (laughs) like Chick, his character says like, lady, I'm just here to drill. And she says, Oh, me too. And me holds too. up this like massive anal probe. Oh know? my gosh. Um, like, you so don't, yeah, ridiculous. You don't see anything. It's just no, yeah, like no. Implied, but why? Why? I, I I mean, who who knows? I really don't. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so there's that, and then there's yeah the psychological testing, which at one point Bear is like crying, and mm-hmm. um, you know, Chick is like. <laughs> feels like he's being interrogated so he's like he why like why are you mad. interrogating me you know he uh-huh. and then um rock hound's character is just taking a rorschach test where you look at the ink blots and he's just saying all of them are women with different sizes of breasts oh my gosh. it was so <laughs> just ridiculous and then yeah i mean they're they're having to go on like that you know where you run and you put the tube in your mouth like to see what your you know your oxygen level is um uh-huh and I, right. I mean, I they're all, that. yeah, I mean, there's no way. Um, and by the end of it, yeah, what the, what the doctor says, you know, basically they're saying like, okay, do they pass? And they all fail. Yeah, they all and- failed, but they just <laughs> pretend like they pass because what's the plan B? They don't have a plan B. They don't have a plan B. And I love it. It was hilarious to me. Billy Bob Thornton's character is basically, he's the head of NASA and he's like, all I want to know is, are they going to survive? Like, will they, can they get in this rocket? And the doctor's like, I don't know how they're not dead already. <laughs> and he's like, let's cool. make it happen. We're doing it. <laughs> at one point, oh, I forgot. At one point they talk about how one of them had ketamine in their system. <laughs> yeah. Which is a horse tranquilizer, also known yeah. now as fentanyl. But, um, oh, it is. I thought it was like. I know it was. I know it by special K. Yes, and yes, that I too. Know it was yes, fentanyl. That too. Oh my that gosh! Too. It's killing so, our youths, guys. I know. Stop I taking it. it. I know. Stop taking the youths. But yeah, yeah, I'm like that. It was just hilarious to me. This whole training montage, and they basically the doctor's like, no, <laughs> and Billy Bob <laughs> Thornton's like, we're doing it. Cool. Great. Thumbs up. <laughs> it's oh, so I love bad. it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, ridiculous. Okay, so um, in with that, like the CGI, we have to talk about that and like all the special effects. What did you think? How do you feel about it? 
okay, I think I just had rose colored glasses. Like, I feel like you're making me rethink my, I, I'm like, no, maybe, no, no. I should, maybe I need to oh, go back and watch it again. Uh, <laughs> no, I, you have to keep those glasses on. Yeah. Because it's really fun that we both like have such different views and opinions on it. And I don't want to skew, skew your view. Like I'm old and jaded. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're like you know? one year older than me. <laughs> I'm just so old and just cynical. She's so old and senile. And you're so youthful and, you know. Young and vibrant. <laughs> so hold on to that optimism, girl. Yeah. So I just think when I was watching it, I, I really do think nostalgia gives you some sort of rose-colored glasses. Like you go back and you watch something and you're like – you had just have such fond memories of it, you know, or, or yeah, you already know the lines and things like that. And so you just miss that kind of stuff that makes it not watchable. So for example, I just watched that movie 65 with Adam Driver where he, oh, yeah. do you know what movie I'm talking about? Yeah. Was where it he, okay? Like, I mean, we'll talk about no, it. No, it was not. <laughs> um, so anyway, I watched that movie and the whole time I was just like, these dinosaurs like have weird body movements. Like, why are they shaped like that? You know, like the whole time I just couldn't get past it. Yeah. And I, I'm, you know, forever, I freaking love Adam Driver. So I, Lord forgive me for saying anything negative about Adam Driver because I just freaking <laughs> love him. But that movie was very bad. And okay. I think, but if you were to put, 65 next to something like Armageddon, they were both bad. But I think it's just yes. that I have all of these feelings and like memories mm -hmm. wrapped up in Armageddon that I don't, I just didn't see it. You know, I just didn't see how crappy yeah. it looks. And granted, there were parts like, you know, AJ when he is in the armadillo and he shoots <laughs> the bullets God. to get out of the rocket. And uh -huh. my husband was just like, bullets don't work in space. Like, what is he doing? There's you no know, gravity here. there's like no gravity. And you guys are addressing that there's no gravity by him jumping the, the Grand Canyon of oh this asteroid. Gosh. And they talk about how their suits like have like a sensor that keeps them on the ground and gives them gravity. So I'm like, they're, they're not saying that there's gravity, but, uh, but they're allowing bullets. I don't. Right. Anyway, and fire, yeah, yeah, the fire. Me. So, so many fire's things not possible in space, guys. No, right? There's like fires. There's smoke. Oh yeah, so it's crazy. ridiculous. It's great. Yeah. And so, I really think that it's just that, like, I can watch a movie like sixty five and be like, that was bad. Like that was <laughs> super bad. And <laughs> I probably won't watch that movie again. Although I will watch anything Adam Driver makes, but I won't watch that movie again. But something like Armageddon. I'm like, I could watch that movie so many, I could watch that movie over and over again because <laughs> I just, I don't know what it is. So yeah. were the CGI, was the CGI bad? Yes. Yes, it was. Were the special effects? Care? No, I don't. No, no. I don't. <laughs> and that's all that matters. <laughs> I really don't. And yeah, all the things you pointed out are like, uh, you know, on one hand, there's also, there, there's just like, does this look real? You know, whether that's in space or whether that's the shots that are when they're on Earth, you know, so there's that 
side of things. Like, does it actually look real? And even that was not the best, but I do think they did good for the time. Like asteroids hitting New York City and devastating everything. I'm like, that was yes, way crazy to do at yeah. that time. So there's that side of things. But yeah, then there's also the like, this isn't even logical. Like we all know this can't happen in space. Right. Why wouldn't you think about that and not do it? Like there are probably <laughs> other dramatic ways, you know, to to do landing a rocket on the back of an asteroid without mm-hmm. just being like, throw some bullets in there. You know what I mean? So yeah. that I will give you is is super ridiculous. I'll give you that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause like I, I do have those movies though. Like what you're saying where it does, it could, it doesn't matter if the effects are bad or if there's like a mistake that's that you see, like you just love that movie so much that you'll forgive it. Yeah. So I totally get that. This oh my goodness. That's how you were. That's how I felt with, um, what is that movie? Pan's Labyrinth. Pan, is that right? Pan's Labyrinth? Pan, um, with David Bowie. Yes. Oh no, it's just Labyrinth. 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 Okay, that's a different yes. movie, Pants Labyrinth. I always get them confused. Anyway, okay, no, oh, Labyrinth. No. Yeah. I you freaking love that movie and you made me watch it yes. and I was like, this movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and it, so yeah, it's just because like I grew up with it. So yes. I totally get that. So I think I think this is my labyrinth. Yes. Yeah. And that I love that. And it makes total sense. Um, Whereas, yeah, like, it's funny because I don't know. I really don't remember what I thought about this movie when it came out. And I just, again, I remember the hype. So, like, you know, I don't have those sentimental feelings really attached to it. So, I, yeah, like, it's easier for me to be like, this movie just was so ridiculous. And I can't get past that. The pixelated (laughs) title card. Um, It was pretty bad. (laughs) So for me, it didn't hold up. Although again, I'm always going to say like, have a caveat that it was still super fun and entertaining. Um, Just, I couldn't get past a lot of it, but yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think we can move on. We do have a selection, a section we just titled hilariousness where we just discuss what they were thinking when they made this. But before we do that, I do just want to take a second to discuss how do we feel about songs written specifically for a movie? And the reason I'm asking is because Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith written and produced specifically for this movie. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Do you like them? Do you think it's a good thing to do? I love it so much. I really do. Because, um, I mean, every time you're going to hear that song, you just, you think back to the movie, you think back to the feelings and, you know, who you saw it with. I, I think it's really fun and kind of brilliant. And so, yeah, they made this song for this movie. Um, or I wonder if, what if it was the other way around? They made the movie for the song. They were like, this song's just too good. Aerosmith's amazing. It makes me think of space. No, um, but I really love it. And like you made a good, a good, a small, but a great list. We, we could probably like make a whole episode about this topic, but, um, you listed three that are just so iconic. We have to discuss. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that 
Now, okay, I will put in the caveat. I, I totally agree that songs that are made for movies, they can go wrong. Like when a song is <laughs> is written for a movie, it can absolutely go wrong and it can just be mm-hmm. not good. Um, yeah. and, and the movie will flop and so will the song. And then it's <laughs> sort of embarrassing after that because oh, like anybody everyone. listening to the song, you're just kind of like, we all know what that's from. Um, but there are some songs and movies that just are now inseparable. And I don't know that I would listen to don't want to miss a thing like right. Recreationally. (laughs) In my free time. In my free time. But Um. I do – I will say – because they used to play this song on the radio. Like it wasn't yeah. just oh tied gosh. to this movie. Like this this All was like time. a radio song. They would play this song. Mm-hmm. And so I think they feed each other. You know, the song does well. And so anytime someone hears it on the yes. radio, they're like thinking about Armageddon and then they go watch Armageddon and they buy the movie. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's kind of back and forth situation. Um, yeah. So I think they can do really well for each other. And I think the cases in which that worked were – this movie, which is probably, I think, tied for first place with, you know, top movies that that worked really well for. And I think it was tied yeah. with Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On for Titanic. Yes. I mean, yeah, they are inseparable, you know. Oh, my gosh. You like no one is ever going to listen to unless unless you're a Gen Zer. Sorry, Gen Zers <laughs> out there. Get it together. But um, no one's going to listen to Celine Dion and not think of Leo and kate together and that's true you know and although can i did i tell you i don't know if i told you this this is like just such an aside but i was in the airport a couple of months ago and Uh there was a woman she was maybe in her 50s and she was doing the um playing music on speakerphone which if you're listening to this podcast you better have your earbuds in because rude in a public place in a public place listening to songs on speakerphone no lie my heart will go on came on in her spotify playlist like i was looking over her shoulder and it was on her own created (laughs) spotify playlist she and just had to listen to that ballad before I know. that. She was just right rocking now. it. And oh, so incredible. you are right, but I will say people are still listening to it somehow. You know, <laughs> it's somehow. still relevant. It's today. still relevant she, today. It's incredible. Gosh, yeah. that whole soundtrack, by the way. Oh, killer. So good. Ooh, so good. Too soon. Whoops. <laughs> 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 I just got it. That was good. That was good. Um, okay. Um, so I, I got to say, Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith mm-hmm. and My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. Definitely tied yeah. for like top songs made for a movie. Then yeah. I just don't think we can move on without giving a quick nod to mm-hmm. Don't You Forget About Me, written for The Breakfast Club. Like fist in the air, yeah. iconic. I'm never going to like listen to that song and just be like, I have no thoughts other than this is a good song. Like I'm always going to be picturing, you know, um, yes, the fist in the air. Yeah. It was made for the movie. That's genius. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. Yeah. It goes, yeah, it goes so well. And then last, most certainly not least, but these are just the, the most, you know, I don't know, recognizable and iconic Mm -hmm. is you've got a friend in me by Randy Newman written for toy story. Like no one's just recreationally listening to that song, but it's incredible. (laughs) 
<laughs> Can you I imagine if someone just listening? So well. You got a friend, <laughs> a friend in me. <laughs> it, oh my gosh. Yeah, that movie, I mean, meant so much to me as I a know. kid. And that song was like, it fits in that movie so well. So, so well. Crazy. Perfect pick. So yeah, again, I'm a big fan of writing a movie or writing a song specifically for a film. I love yeah. it. No, I love it too. I really love it. it. I goes think right. I was going to say it is a calculated risk because if you yes. get it wrong, then that song will forever be tied to a bad movie. Yes. You know, exactly. or or vice versa, you know, a good song trying to bring in a or a good movie trying to, you know, that go, is with a song that is bad, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think it is a calculated risk, but when it goes well, it can go very well. It goes well. well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here for it. Love it. Love it. Okay, well, let's move on. We don't have to spend tons of time on these, but I I just really feel like we can't just like skip over these hilarious things that happened in Armageddon. Absolutely not. And I mean, I I just was <laughs> I just was watching the movie and I just these were just some notes that you and I made as we were mm-hmm. watching just being like, "What?" Just like a lot of question well, marks. What? There's just like a lot of question marks in our notes for this section. Yes. Just being like, excuse me, what? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and I, this one, this one's mine. So I'll start it off um, okay. with just hilarious things that I noticed. It would be um, two ships, two rockets are going to land on this asteroid. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, the Independence, so that one of them is the Freedom, one of them is the Independence. The Independence goes down, like crash landing, crash um, and almost all of them die, but yeah. some of them survived. And I mean, I, it was not just like they came in at a bad angle. No, no, no. <laughs> I, like it was like a straight up. They're like ping ponging back and crash. forth disaster on this asteroid, uh-huh. and yet. Several of them survive, and the armadillo that they sort of yep, traverse yep. the um, asteroid at one point also completely unscathed. Gosh, so the, the armadillo, by the way, is like their little space rover that they drive around and that has like the drill attached to it. Yes. And it kind of reminds me of in... Um, What's the bat the first Batman Christian Bale movie? Batman Begins? <laughs> oh. <laughs> it reminds me of his Batmobile. Yeah, with the like, with the like big tires. Yes. Yes. It reminds me of that, except I mean, not as cool. <laughs> and yeah, they this thing like survives the crash too, somehow. Unscathed. And saves the day. Yeah. It's fine. And yeah. so people died, fine. but that armadillo, totally fine. Yeah. Then Ben Stiller. Um, I mean, Ben Stiller. <laughs> ben oh, Stiller. <laughs> what an not, interesting addition to this cast. <laughs> can you imagine if that's a cameo in this movie? Right. <laughs> um, no, Ben Affleck, um, Bear, and then there's a crazy space. Uh, cosmonaut. Russian, cosmonaut that survives as well. It's those three that get in this little rover and make it yep. make their way. They do. So it was, I mean, of course, you got to have the the young hottie who who makes it you know? yes i just thought i mean yes i get that they need to two ships they couldn't just put all the 
big stars on the one ship and then when the other Mm -hmm. ship goes down everyone's just like oh sad bye (laughs) you know so i understand that they had to find a way to get them back to each other but i'm like don't give it that dramatic of a crash landing jeez louise real bad (laughs) i know no one is surviving that god yeah Uh, owen wilson perishes i think this is when he R.I.P. It's so fast. It's, it's like very he had a fast. couple of great lines and then he's gone. And then he's just see you later. And then they're sad for like one second. And then they're like, let's shoot our way out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, again, there's fire in space. Oh, yeah. It's mm-hmm. just like, it's so, yeah. It's ridiculous. So silly. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, okay. Next up. Mm-hmm. Oh, animal God. crackers. Animal crackers, baby. I'm never going to so, look at them the same. I mean, seriously, if you haven't seen this movie, <laughs> you you need to just watch, just Google this scene of Liv Tyler and Ben Affleck, yeah. animal crackers. Yeah, and do it. They're, okay, this is like, the scene happens before they go into space, and it's like the day before they leave, and they're like spending time together on this like picnic outside, <laughs> And just they're like, like laying on know, top of a Mustang or something when she's got her shirt top. open. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> and they have a box of animal crackers next to them. Like that's their snack of choice. Yeah. I'm okay. like, where's the veggie tray? Like, oh, and like the grapes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the animal crackers. So he like pretends, you know, they're like being all lovey and flirty and cute together. And then he like takes the animal crackers and is like touching her body with them. And it's just like, <laughs> being the mountainous peaks above (laughs) you know yeah he's like (laughs) pretending it's like this show and then he like almost sticks one down her skirt or her pants it's just ridiculous and then they make out and it's all sweet and stuff but yeah it's so i mean hilarious i don't know if it was michael bay that thought of this scene and was like this has to happen and yeah you know what girls (laughs) love would love this girls yeah. want this to happen to them it, you cookies know? in their pants yeah cookies in their pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so i mean but you know it's stuck and no one's no one who grew up with this movie could ever look at those the same again i know i know also i mean i uh, yeah I, I i don't i when i watched this this time I I almost said second Mm -hmm. time, but I have most definitely watched it more than two. Um, (laughs) but no, when I watched it this time around, so, you know, 20 years later or whatever, um, I, it was not as saucy as I thought, you know, like I, I, like at the time we were like, Oh, we were very scandalized. Like, Oh my gosh, boobs, you know? And like, (laughs) you, you don't even see her boobs. Like, first of all, her boobs are not very big. Like they're normal, you know, sized boobs and uh-huh. they're covered in a bra that is not even really it's like yeah it's not risque really at all I would, yeah it was just like, like a, a bathing suit bra, I think. yeah yeah and and so you don't you, you you know so he and then he kind of like puts it under her like under her underwear or whatever and he says like uh-huh. down under you know whatever that's it. that yeah. whole thing but then they just start kissing and then it's not even like a fade to black situation like you know right. where it's like implied that they had sex i mean granted her shirt is open so he's clearly like been doing something um yeah you know but <laughs> they got to first base they got to first base <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, like, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I was watching it, I guess at this, if 
I was watching it in the early 2000s, you know, then I would, I was like 10, 12, you know, so, um, yeah. I probably would have been like, ooh, what are they doing? You know? Um, I know. But now you go back and watch it now and I'm like, wow, very PG, you know, very. It, for real. Yeah. There was no, they, I, yeah, there, I, I was kind there's of expecting. No, sex scenes, no, like. no, there's really not. Even when they're in the rocket, um, mm-hmm. you know, and he's like kissing her shoulder sensually, uh-huh. you know, he's I mean, sensually. <laughs> it's obviously implied what they're doing, but again, there's no, like they don't. There's not like a fade to black sex scene, which is crazy to know. Yeah. I mean, I do appreciate that of yeah. Michael Bay. I don't know if like the only, seriously, the only other movie I know of his are, are the Transformers. And <laughs> yeah. so he doesn't do that. And I mean, those are highly sexualized, right. you know, nowadays, but like, yeah, I don't know if he does like sex scenes, but I appreciate that about this movie where it's like, it's more sweet. Like their yeah. little love story is just like, they they're just sweet with each other and yeah, yeah it's funny and even i do remember i was just like, gonna say even him singing that song i'm leaving on a jet plane yes. or whatever it's like so corny his voice is horrible but it's just right. so sweet you know you're just like oh it is. you're embarrassing but yeah. that's sweet <laughs> yeah but like yeah i do remember when this came out and everyone was like oh my gosh the animal cracker yeah and it was a big deal but it it's was just, it's nowadays it's not very saucy at all no so. No, limited no. sauce. Limited sauciness. <laughs> the blandest of sauce. The blandest of sauce. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, going back to the armadillo, do we believe that his space jump no. would be feasible or could happen? Or No. I mean, first of all, <laughs> at one point, I mean... They, he just has this like amazing idea, like, okay, we're going to uh-huh. launch ourselves across here. And at one point it sort of goes awry and they're like floating out into space. And I'm like, you're yeah. straight up dead. <laughs> like, it's apparently like on the asteroid somehow they have gravity, but then like if they float off a little bit off the surface, they're floating away and yeah. there's not as much gravity. And I don't know if they even... <laughs> like explain any of that i it's just ridiculous yeah it's ridiculous and then and then the whole time the cosmonaut is like you know he's holding on to the the cord you know so he's he's outside yeah he's like fixing something so he's outside being drug along and i mean it was just um yeah so absolutely not no no, we do not believe in this space jump that is definitive definitive sorry michael bay sorry yeah um, oh, you have okay. a zaddy competition. Yeah. Okay. Who's this between? So, well, like a lot of these men are just, they're just kind of like hotties. I don't know. So <laughs> kind of in your opinion is the R, better for sure. Zaddy. <laughs> so who's the better zaddy? We got Bruce Willis. Uh-huh. We got Jason Isaacs. We have Ben Affleck, who I'm going to put him like Ben Affleck now. I was going to say, yeah, we're going to age him. Yeah. 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 So everyone's the same age as right. like Bruce Willis is in this movie. Um, yes. Or Billy Bob Thornton. Who's your favorite? Hands down, Jason Isaacs. Hands down. Zaddy oh, okay. Okay. He's just Zaddy so Ward. gorgeous. I don't know why <laughs> he really just... I don't know. He's captured my heart, that Jason Isaacs. I really yeah. love him. I don't know why. I, I mean, I think I have like a weird thing for um, 
what am I trying to say? I have a weird thing I'm for like sharply angled faces. Like people with like really yeah. sharply angled faces. I'm just like, what do you think? Does I Ross have a sharply angled face? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I kind of feel like he could. I mean, but- no, my my husband is gorgeous and is wonderful mm. and tall and mm. lanky and yes he he a hundred percent love him. However, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you still um, like that sharp the sharp angles, girl. I mean, yeah, I, I he doesn't not have sharp angles, but um, yeah, you know, I I don't know why what it is about the like really sharp angled face. You know, who I'm thinking of um that this brings to mind is um Ian Summerholder. Um, oh yes, you know what I mean. Like he has the like Jason very Isaacs is like an older, more rugged Ian Summerholder. Thank you. Yes, okay, yes. Okay. Like Ian Summerholder, not so much now, but you know, back in the day, like Vampire Diaries yeah. days, you know, he had just like <laughs> such sharp angles on his face, and he was always mm-hmm. he you know always playing a villainous character just because of and his eyes are so piercing and very similar to jason isaac's eyes like you just kind of get lost in them you're like are those eyes real um so yeah i don't know what it is about (laughs) that so jason isaac gets my vote just on plain old weird attractiveness i don't know how about you who who, i mean i i think i know your answer but go ahead and give it to me who's the better zaddy well Okay, when I was first thinking through this, I was like, absolutely Bruce Willis. Like, yeah. I mean, and in this movie, he's a hottie. He like, is, yeah. No, yes, just, yeah. Let's just say it. Yeah. And, you know, I love Die Hard. Um, yeah. But I also don't love his character in this movie. He's way yeah. too bravado and macho and uh-huh. all that. So I think I'm going to give it to Jason Isaacs as well. <gasps> what? I really thought you were going to say you Ben. Me. I, I thought you were going to oh, say Ben. No. Oh, man. I, like, Ben. Oh, Ben Affleck, no, no. Um, <laughs> she said no, no. No. I, just, no, no. I was just Googling Jason Isaacs. Oh, and man. I, like, he, and Ugh. maybe it's because we're older, too, where I'm just like, yeah, yeah I'm I'm here for this old, <laughs> rugged guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. And um, he's still a handsome dude. So, love it. Jason Isaacs, you win. You're the winner. Congratulations. Zaddy Award. <laughs> we should have put that in our awards later. We're going to have an awards section uh, later, but he should have gotten that award. Well, I guess, you know, we're just giving it to him a little early. I know. We're giving it, it early. Is, um, it's really important. It is. Um, <laughs> I I didn't want to go through our chat here without mentioning that. I didn't really realize this until I was doing research for the movie. Uh-huh. But um, Armageddon came out May 1998. Um, and mm-hmm. Deep Impact came out April 1998. So they came out almost wow. at the exact same time. And yeah. I don't know if you know about the movie Deep Impact world out there listening, but they are almost <laughs> the exact same movie. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, <laughs> Which tends to happen, I think. Sometimes this yes. happens in movies like um, A Bug's Life Volcano and Ants. And, oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay, Bug's Life and Ants. Yeah, what was and the one you were saying? Volcano and Dante's Peak. I always... Yeah, yeah. Which they're both about volcanoes, obviously. Right. Yeah, and then Bug's Life... Which is so bizarre. And I think it's got to be like competing movie, um, what are they called? Like um, companies. Right. I don't know like why they would, I guess they're just like, oh, that's a great idea. 
one of them copies the other and they're like, we're going to do a better one. I don't know. It's so yeah. bizarre. I, I really don't know how that happens because you would think, I don't know, because this you have to sell the script first. I don't, I really don't yeah. know how this happens. I'm, you know, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, this was one of those weird ones where it was like, it makes sense, you know, Y2K was coming up and people mm. were very scared about end of the, the, world, end of the world. And and also I, I think we and we'll talk about this later when we get to some like asteroid facts. But um, you know, I think people were worried like something like this could actually happen, you know, now that yeah. we're going into the moon and we're seeing more of space. It's like space is very large and very scary. What if something just like hit us? Wouldn't we die? Um, <laughs> what are we going to do? Drillers. What are we going to do? Um, you know, so I think mm. there was just this was this movie came about because people were actually thinking, hey, an asteroid could eventually hit us at some point. Yeah. Um, I think now we know that that cannot happen based on mm-hmm, some things mm-hmm. that I will you know, some facts I'll give out later. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I, I think this was just sort of you know, um, on people's minds. And so anyway, but I do have to say, and I think the box office shows this as well. Um, but (laughs) Armageddon won for sure. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Deep impact. I've seen deep impact. I think I might've seen it once or twice. Yeah. If I did, it's been so long ago that it's blocked from my memory. And (laughs) she blocked it. Now this Armageddon has like literally taken all those spots. So yeah. Um, it's clear. It's clear who the winner is here. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, okay, Lo, give us some <laughs> give us some quotes. I'm just sorry, uh-huh. I'm looking ahead at these and they're just ridiculous. Give me give me some quotes. Give it to me. Okay. This movie was full of so many good ones, but oh I, I only chose what, like five or six. Yeah. Um, for time's sake. But um the first one I loved is Bruce Willis, and he's like <laughs> He's got the plan from NASA. Now he's going to go assemble his team, the best of the best. <laughs> and he like outlines, you know, the whole thing, the asteroid coming to Earth to his team. And he's like, all right, the U.S. government just asked us to save the world. Anybody want to say no? <laughs> and it's just the way he delivers it is so like dramatic. And the camera zooms in on his face. Yeah. And then. It's like when you say it like that, Bruce, of course I can't say no. Yeah, no one's going to say no now because you freaking guilt tripped them into it and they might die. (laughs) The U.S. government. Okay. I love it. It's pucker time. (laughs) This one kills me. Kills me. I'm just like, are you kidding? Who says that? God, so gross. So this is one of like the side characters one of the um nasa scientists but he only has like one or two lines and this is one of his and they're about to i think like push the button to send them into space (laughs) or something and it just says it's pucker time and then it's and then like boop the button goes and brian and i looked at each other and we were like did did he just say that and and did he just mean like buttholes (laughs) yeah Yeah, we were like what i think he meant their buttholes yes (laughs) buttholes so that was one of our faves. <laughs> Which I just um, thought that one was funny mainly because it wasn't like, I mean, it was probably for comedic, uh, you know, relief a little bit, but also, right. you know, not really like that, you know, he, yeah, it was it, very it, serious. Yeah. He was, it's a very serious moment. And, um, uh-huh. you know, it's not like one of Rockhound's lines that he delivers and you're just like, okay, you know, um, right. I mean, he's literally just like, I'm ready. I'm getting ready to press this button. Is everybody ready? Is everybody ready? It's pucker time. <laughs> yeah. And then he just clicks, you know, and you're just like, what? 
I don't. Yeah, that one just kills me. Hilarious. I know. Oh my gosh. So number three, um, (laughs) I think this is one of the astronauts, right? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember like looking at it now. I'm like trying to remember when it happens, but um, yeah, I think it's one of the astronauts is talking or something. And he's like, what are you doing with a gun in space? And somehow (laughs) there's a gun in space. Yeah. And and, do you remember what happens? Well, I I mean, this is when this is when the pilot guy is, you know, Mm -hmm. they're not getting to the depth they're supposed to be. And it's getting to that point where they can't detonate remotely anymore. And so, you know, this is like the president's backup plan. And he's the only one who knows. And he goes and gets the gun that's like in this top secret location. Oh, my gosh. You know, he's got the gun or whatever. And then one of the the like oil driller guys you know is like what do you do with a gun in space and um number one that's what we're all saying like what no, it isn't gonna work bro yeah like it was like the plan b safe and yes he opens it up and it's literally just a gun yeah just like a gun safe. that's all yeah yeah and it's just ridiculous. I'm like, we're all asking this question. Why do you have a gun in space? And then they proceed to, you know, continue to do things like shoot off bullets and stuff. Um, yeah. Knowing that we're all thinking they don't work. <laughs> like, <laughs> so just that was a really interesting choice that was made. It was, um, yeah. yeah. They didn't really consult like the top notch the top tier i guess space guys in real life so nope they didn't didn't care um and then the next two these are my favorite love um so rock hound steve buscemi's character is like kind of a little bit um loopy at this point and he starts just being crazy and so he's literally sitting i think you mentioned it earlier he's sitting on the the nuclear bomb mm-hmm. and riding it like it's a bull yeah and like yeehaw riding cowboy <laughs> and so that same um dude who found the gun just like looks at him and goes get off the nuclear warhead and it's supposed to be like really you know he's being dramatic but then this silly thing is happening um it's real bad it's ridiculous it's ridiculous. And my absolutely favorite line is, <laughs> I think it's around the same time. It is. Yeah. Because they have to the tape same. him, tape Rockhound into a chair because he won't stop doing crazy shit. And the same guy that found the gun, he's looking at Rockhound and he's like, this is insane. He has space dementia. <laughs> and I mean, news alert out there, you guys, I re- I researched so much for this film i was like i have to know what space dementia is and it's not a real thing (laughs) and i read this whole article that um the interviewer was talking with um an astronaut and they mentioned this like whole entire clip from this movie and they were like okay is space dementia real and he was like um I've never heard of that, so <laughs> no. It's, not. it's really nice of him, though, to to not be like, you guys are effing idiots. No, it's not real. <laughs> you know, it's nice of him to be like. It was a lovely response. Um, I haven't heard of that, even though I've been yeah. there. <laughs> right. It was so good. And then the fact that, like, 
I guess Michael Bay just threw this in there and was just like, went with it. No one, no one fact check. No, no. one. It's yeah. Fine. No one, no one cares if it's real or not. Just no. do it. Just no. do it. So those Hilarious. are my um, five lines that I love so much. There's so many more, but yeah, you know, these yeah. are the best. Are the love best. it. And just to finish off our hilariousness, I mean, this this entire film is basically just <laughs> propaganda about how America is the greatest, which I'm not saying it is, but I'm just saying that is what the film is saying, basically. Um, yeah. Especially because they come up with this. They, okay. They find this asteroid. Someone like someone sees it in a telescope. They find it. And they're like, oh, no, we have 18 days, <laughs> you know, and then they don't. <laughs> do what I think they should, which is like tell the smartest people in the world who also work on space things, you know, like, hey, bad news. This has happened. Let's get together. What do we do? You know, like let's consult with anyone. Yeah. Anybody. The US. Anybody. You know? know? No, they don't. Um they they just decide to do their thing and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just like America. We're the only ones who can solve this problem. And then when they do talk about how they've launched the two rockets, like they, you know, like the news finds out and say, and it's like the entire world. They show like, you know, clips of the whole world and they're just like looking up to the stars being like, please, (laughs) America, save us. Right. (laughs) You know, and I'm just like, gosh, come on, guys. Come on. Nobody else figured this out you know like you didn't bring in anybody else you just like brought in these oil driller guys and you know Mm -hmm. you're going up there and you didn't tell anybody else and you're just like you know and then everybody else in the world is just like please fingers crossed (laughs) you can do it the only other non-american like character in this film is the Russian cosmonaut uh-huh. and they portray him as being absolutely ridiculous bananas like yeah. that shit crazy yeah and he's like kind of slightly insane character. yeah yeah so I was like ooh, Michael Bay so nowadays this movie would not fly at all and right it's I mean okay well none of it's realistic but you know <laughs> what I mean like this is the most like one of the most unbelievable parts of the film is like yeah it's all about, it's all on America's shoulders. We got this. Hilarious. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And all right. I'm in line with that is it's just like full of testosterone, male chauvinism. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't handle it. So. Yeah. Just ridiculous. It's a lot. Oh my it's gosh. So many times of them just like hitting something over and over and then it just starts working. Like that happened several yes. times. They're just like, something's not working. They just like hit it and then it just starts yes. working. And I'm like. And okay. like, all right. Violence <laughs> solves the problem, you know? Yeah. Or like, yeah, he, you know, has the gun and he's like going to shoot it. And, um, you know, uh, Bruce Willis's character's like, we can make the depth. We're going <laughs> to, don't, <laughs> don't set it off. We're going to make the depth. And then We're he decides to, you know, take a pair of massive pliers and put it around this guy's neck until he just decides that he's yeah they yeah and i'm like you're literally choking this man with the largest pair of pliers i have ever seen (laughs) yeah like the jaws of life Um, yeah around this guy's neck and he's just like yeah okay (laughs) you know (laughs) 
and then they just like go on back on to you know drilling and i'm like that would be sort of a deal breaker for me like i think i'd be i mean (laughs) i think i would like i'm surprised no one went off and just pouted on this asteroid and like (laughs) through where's the guy who drives this thing and they're like he's pouting (laughs) he's upset he's sad oh hilarious well, moving on to, we came up with a new, like, um, thing that we wanted to rate all of our movies by, and it's the cry meter. Yeah. So, yeah. Lauren, how are you, you want to explain what the cry meter is, and then, like, how you would rate this movie along the Yeah, board. sure. Okay, so we did zero to ten, and I think ten would be, you will cry. 100 percent yeah unless you just are soulless and a psycho you'll just lose it Mm -hmm. um and 10 i would say would be the land before time like Mm -hmm. i i could watch that right now and i know exactly what's gonna happen i'm probably i would probably still cry it's ridiculous i would i have never not cried in that movie never kids have watched it so many times oh my gosh and like i'm when i whenever i'm there i'm like (laughs) yeah i mean ridiculous And then, so that would be our number 10, um, 10, like a, you know, 10 rating on this crime meter. And then zero would be a movie that tried to make me feel things and I just didn't. Mm-hmm. And just my example of that would be something like New Moon, which is in the Twilight mm-hmm. Saga. And if you don't know anything about this movie, don't watch it. I mean, it's obviously got zero for a reason. Um, but Basically, what happens is Bella and Edward have a very incredibly toxic relationship, and Edward is just like, I can't live without you. I just want to die. <laughs> I'm going to kill myself. Oh my and God. so he basically goes to Italy, and he's going to just, in the middle of this like parade situation, he's just going to throw himself into the sunlight and die. And oh it's this like Bella running after him like, no. You know, and um, and two, the whole time in the movie, it's also just like a really depressing movie because they're not together. So both of them are just completely depressed That's the right. entire time. And at one point, she like yeah. jumps off a cliff, and like I'm like, girl, oh, my get, gosh, oh man, so see a counselor. <laughs> Please get therapy. Yeah, I get mean. help. Um, but anyway, that movie. I just did not cry. Like there were so many times when they tried to make me cry and I just didn't. So it gets a zero. So there's our cry meter. So 10, lay before time, mm-hmm. zero, new moon. And on this movie, I I gave it a nine because I have never not blubbered okay. in this movie. Like I don't know what it is. I freaking knew what was going to happen at the end. I knew it. I knew it. And yet I still... <laughs> tears still you know aj's like yelling yeah. at harry harry no harry. and i'm just like <laughs> just open the door harry she, with tyler is like they have their whole monologue <laughs> her and bruce because yep. he, so he sacrifices himself to stay on the asteroid to yep. spoiler alert like, push the button to you know like blow this up because something they were gonna like all get back in the uh, rockets and fly away and then detonate the bombs but of course <laughs> has to be wrong. can't be detonated remotely now somebody's right. got to be and there so someone's someone's got to be there so they literally pull straws bruce willis gets the short one he stays behind well actually aj oh, no, gets no, the sorry, short one right yeah aj gets the short one and then bruce willis like 
switches and like throws him back into like the the spaceship and take care of my little girl take care (laughs) and then he calls he's like you were always like a son to me yep yeah it's and i was just ugly crying moment i was ugly crying (laughs) bad and my sister was too she had never seen this movie i told you we watched it together she was crying too Uh so i gotta Uh give it a nine because i just i just can't not cry i mean oh my gosh how about you (laughs) (laughs) okay so i i do waffle with this one i initially i have a four Okay. Yeah. Because I did, my, my eyes became moist for sure (laughs) during like that part. And then, you know, the part where him and Liv are saying goodbye. She's saying goodbye to, um, Bruce Willis, her dad in the movie. And, um, I did tear up because it is sad. And then, but there's a part like right after that happens or something, it's like, something silly happens again or the action picks up and I was like, Oh, okay. Like I was very jarred out of that. (laughs) Yeah. And, and then I don't know, again, just with everything else about the movie, like it was just hard for me to like stay in that emotional state, I think. But again, I will say they do a really good job of in the, in that little moment of pulling on your heartstrings real bad. Yeah. So, um, but I think for me, it's a four because I just like, I didn't cry prolonged like I have in other movies, you know, like we'll get to other ones that I, that have brought upon the tears, but yeah, I'd have to say a four. I get it. I accept it. I don't love it, but I accept it. <laughs> you just look so done. You're like, shut up, Lauren. Just no. Shut up like this movie. You're going <laughs> to like it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, before we get into wrapping things up, I just want to put everyone's mind at ease, you know? So I'm going to give some quick asteroid facts. Um, <laughs> first of all, um, the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs 65 million years ago was only seven and a half miles wide, which is insane. Like you would think, I mean, so, first of all, right? in Armageddon, this asteroid is the size of Texas, you so know? it would literally wipe out the Global killer. Planet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 So what the, yeah. So that's insane. The, the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs was only seven and a half miles wide. That's crazy so to me. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, that's not small, but I, I don't know. Seven and a half well, miles is I guess smallish in comparison right, compared to Texas. <laughs> like I could go for a run for that long. You know what I mean? Like I'm that's just true. like, that's yeah. just, wow. Um, so, um, but with that, NASA can now detect an asteroid on a collision course with Earth years, even decades before it actually hits. So this whole like, yeah, I know. Everyone just like wipe your brow. It's fine. (laughs) Um, So like, yeah, so they can, you know, the, with the way that we're monitoring the stars and the skies right now, um, there's no way that unless it was just traveling at just the craziest of speeds, there's no way that something would you know, get so close to earth that we only have 18 Mm. days to figure out how to get it away from us. Um, that's insane. And so, um, and you know, and NASA has even like detected things like there, there's one where there's, you know, a potential, it's like one in 600 chance that an asteroid will hit that. What was it like a couple of 
couple of miles wide um, that'll hit in like 2046 or something like that. I mean, so it's so far from now. So we have decades. If if we do see this crazy asteroid coming, we have decades to figure out how to combat it if needed. Yeah. Um, and just to put your mind at ease for even the smaller ones, NASA has this DART, sp- DART spacecraft program that has successfully redirected an asteroid in 2021. The asteroid was called Didymos and it prevented it from hitting the earth. I know it like yeah. did like a, like it hit it and sort of, um, knocked it off its trajectory. Like it just changed its trajectory just by a tiny like amount or something like that. Or I know they like hit, they like hit it with the dart oh. spacecraft. Yeah. Oh, okay, and so it like okay. changed its course. Like it's altered its course a little wow. bit. Um, and it actually worked. So, um, yeah. So just know NASA's got this. Okay. There's not going to be like a world ending asteroid that we're not going to know about many years ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> what a time to be alive. I know. I know. You know? Yeah. Lauren, thank you for that uh, science corner. Very pleased. Um, anytime. I'm saluting you, by the way, for those <laughs> of you who can't see. me. It's so good. <laughs> okay. Love. I want to know what your watchability, rewatchability rating is for this film. Let's hear it. I mean, this is not news to anyone if you've gotten this far <laughs> in the podcast, but I am giving it an eight out of 10 because this movie, okay. in my opinion, held up so well. And I only knocked it down two points because it's so freaking sad and I have to be willing to cry <laughs> when rewatching it. Yeah. But I will most likely rewatch this movie. I will 100%. I will rewatch it. Um, and okay. I like when we watched it for this podcast, I bought it. I was like, you know what? iTunes. Yeah. Ring it up. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Ring it up. Take my money. Yeah. So eight out of ten for me because yes, I definitely okay. want this movie in my in my iTunes library. So Lo, what okay. about you? That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> um I put four out of ten. Um four is her favorite number, you guys. I mean, <laughs> four on the cry okay, meter, so. four on the rewatchability oh, rating. I, well, I feel like six is a lot. And yeah. then I don't want to ever do five because that's that's yeah. just the middle of the road and that's right. boring and stupid. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <clears throat> but like, again, I mean, it. I should probably put it as a higher number, but I personally probably won't watch it again, at least for another like 10 plus years. <laughs> Maybe if it was on in the background somehow, if like remember like TBS was still a TBS. thing on TV, and it was just there. Um, but yeah, four out of ten for me. Okay, I get it. All right, I'll take it. Um, okay. okay, it is time for the spoilers ahead awards. Um, we've already given one award early, the Zaddy Award. Uh-huh. Thank you to mm-hmm. Jason Isaacs. Um, however, we <laughs> came up with five awards each, so we'll just trade off a little bit, um, go back and forth um, on mm-hmm. some awards. Some of them made up. Some of them, you know, will make sense to you at the time. But yeah, some of yeah. them we just were like, this deserves an award. We're going to make one up. Um, yeah. So I'll start us off with my MVP of the movie, Ben Affleck. I thought he was great. Okay. I really thought he was great. I mean, he's just like so he young was. and fresh in this movie. And he is definitely a very likable character, you know. Um, he is. Like, he is I, really cute I, in this film. He is, yeah. I just think Bruce Willis's character is like, you know, it's hard to like him. Granted, that's yeah. why, you know, we let him go at the end. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, Ben Affleck for me, MVP. Okay. Um, my MVP is it's got to be Rockhound. It's got to yeah. be Steve Buscemi. I see yeah, that. He was just, 
yeah, like the lighthearted part. And so he's just like really likable and fun. And he did have some really good like one liners and some good jokes. Yeah. Um, he's just really entertaining to me. So hilarious. Yeah. See Bushimi. There you go. Um, my number two is the Animal Cracker Award for cheesiest love scene, which obviously goes mm-hmm. to Liv Tyler and Ben Affleck for um, oh, Grace perfection. and AJ. They're uh, and that's when we hear "Don't want to close my eyes." That's when we see the animal cracker. That's, that's when right. we get the um, lacy bra, you know, laying on the Mustang <laughs> situation. Black lacy bra. Uh huh. So you know, I got to give it to him for that. You know, it's iconic. Okay, I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, okay. Number two for me, um, hottest daddy award. And again, I originally put Bruce, but I think you have persuaded me and it's Jason Isaacs. You're welcome. Again. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jason Isaacs. I just can't, can't handle it. Um, <laughs> I can't handle your eyes, Jason. I can't handle this. Stop looking at me. Um, love it. Okay. What's your next award? Um, okay. I'm going to give the asteroid award for the ultimate self-sacrifice. To Bruce Willis. Mm -hmm. You know, we did not like your character very much. You were a little bit of an a-hole. However, you did die in the service of saving the world. So we're going to give you the asteroid award. yourself. Yeah, you did redeem yourself. We'll give you that. We'll give you that. Yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Number or my third one is the least valuable person or like the quickest, like, I mean, I wouldn't say quickest one to die, but like person who had like almost zero lines and then died really fast (laughs) i don't even know his name i don't know that he had a name yeah i don't know it's really sad it is he was one of the astronauts on the rocket that crashed yeah and he's like this classically american um football player handsome boy (laughs) and again he's like has maybe one line and then he's gone yeah he's like and, i'm just here to drive this and i'm and now i've died right so i mean i'm sorry to say it to this man but you are <laughs> you win the lvp award yeah just, it is what it is you died and and, and we moved on pretty quickly <laughs> yep yep i'm sure someone mourned your loss but not us not, not us, us. <laughs> okay what's your um, next one my independence award for the earliest death goes to Owen Wilson. He was a member of the Independence yeah. crew, the the one who crashed. And yeah, earliest death, Owen Wilson. RIP, you then, know? Man, again, he died he so fast. Like, kind of Yeah, he was like one, kind of one of the main characters, so it I know. didn't make a lot of sense. I know. I'm like, yeah, that yeah. one was and and he's just so funny. Like even his character in the not only is he just funny as an actor, but yeah, his character mm-hmm. in the movie was actually really funny. Like he just like the things mm-hmm. that he said and yeah. you know, he he brought a lot of comic relief, so I thought that was just so interesting that I'm like, okay, yeah, there he goes. Your earliest death. I know. See you later, Owen. Oh. Yeah. Bye, Owen. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> um gosh. Number four for me, um, this movie takes the award for most American flag appearances mm. ever. Mm-hmm. It's almost 60. So <laughs> I watched America. a YouTube video, <laughs> America, and it counted um, yeah. through each scene how many American flags are in this film. And it was, yeah, almost 60. I'm not surprised. And so mm, lots, lots of American love for <laughs> in this film. Oh, so. man. 
Yeah. Um, and I feel like we've, we've really already talked a lot about him, but my last award is the sneaky star award. And that goes to Jason Isaacs because he has a sneaky star in this. He has very few lines, but in the the lines he does have are just so quippy and you know, his like part that he has is basically telling them all, like all your plans are just not going to work. Like you can't just shoot a nuke at this thing (laughs) and make it go away, you know? Um, and I just thought he was like, his part was just so funny. He's great. He was great. He really stole the show for the like five minutes that he was in it, you know, and we're still talking about him right now. So, you know, (laughs) he won a lot tonight. I know he's like the biggest take home winner. Jason Isaacs. Kudos. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and last but not least, the dumbest space fact award goes to the fact that space dementia Mm -hmm. is not a real thing yeah so, I, I don't think anyone believed yeah. that you know I mean <laughs> yeah dumbest space fact that is definitely deserving yeah I don't think deserving. anyone was and like sad. hope I don't get that oh my gosh well back in the day it was like we didn't have google or computers really yeah I mean it was just getting started with all that stuff so it wouldn't be like you could go home and be like is space dementia <laughs> real yeah. I mean you probably had to ask Jeeves yeah and he wouldn't have known <laughs> so, could you like, ask Jeeves in 1998 I don't, I don't honestly know, but it was like, you know, it was like the precursor to Google. I don't even know. Maybe you couldn't do any (laughs) of that. I don't know. How did people, I don't know how people found out stuff. Encyclopedias. (laughs) The library. (laughs) That's so sad. I mean, not sad, you know, it's just like crazy that that used to be our life. That's insane. Yeah. Which I guess, yeah, that makes sense now that I'm saying it. We're all just like. Uh, you know, you Googled, is space dementia real? I Googled, is space dementia real? But at the time, you know, yeah, nobody was able to do that. So maybe people were just like, oh, my just, God, space dementia. <laughs> you just went home thinking, I'm so glad I'm not ever going to have space dementia. It's yeah. terrible. Bullet dodged, you know, space bullet yeah. dodged. <laughs> just, you know, moral of this whole story, no one should go to space ever. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's just like the ultimate claustrophobia. Exploring. You know, like even though space is massive, you like are stuck in your suit. And if you take that helmet off, you die. And then the space, the rockets are just not very big. I could go on and on. We should have a whole podcast (laughs) one day about how space, why space is freaking scary. Go there. Yeah. No, I agree. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Our combo. I love it. this beloved, you know, <laughs> cinematic masterpiece, Armageddon. The uh, beloved 1998 Michael Bay masterpiece, Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. To wrap us okay. up low, mm-hmm. um, what have you been watching, reading, listening to? Anything that you want to pass along? Yeah. Yes. I'm obsessed with this show and um, the newest season is about to drop. So I'm so excited. There's been two seasons so far. Um, the show is called Our Flag Means Death, and it's on HBO or Max, Max. I guess now, whichever Max you want to call now. it. Max. I don't know. So <clears throat> it is the funniest Swedish show ever. It's by Tata Wakiki, who did like what we do in the shadows. He did reser- Reservation Dogs and then one of the Thors. So he's just a really funny, endearing um, director slash actor. And yeah, this show's about pirates from like the 17th century and, or like 1700s. And it's like based on factual characters, but you know, like embellished storylines. Sure. And, yeah. Um, 
he describes it as like a pirate rom-com. So <laughs> I love it. It's so it's so fun. And now I'm obsessed with pirates and I'm like reading a book about actual pirates and stuff. Of course you are. It's of course. Really fun. Yeah, so you said there's two it. seasons and then a third season is coming out soon. Yes. Is that right? Okay. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. It's in July. So it's really, I mean, by the time that this episode drops, like it'll probably already be out. Yeah. So it's coming. It's coming. <gasps> cool. That's so cool. Um, yeah. Well, I, what about you? the only thing I really want to plug is this song called A Little Bit Happy by this okay. group called Talk, T-A-L-K. Um, mm-hmm. And I saw them in concert a few weeks ago. It's incredible. Incredible. Um, I'm obsessed <laughs> with them. Uh, but they just came up with this new song called A Little Bit Happy and not even joking. This is how much I am a movie and song killer. Um, I I just played <laughs> it on repeat at work for two hours. Just repeated the same I three-minute song. <laughs> I need to listen to it. I don't know why I haven't yet. I mean, I'm going to do it after this. I don't know. It's so good. So when I went and saw them in concert, they sang the song, and but it wasn't released Mm. yet. And so I just remember when they sang the song, I was like, I love this song. And so Uh whenever it came out, I just, yeah, I played it on repeat at work for two whole hours. And then, you know, and then I went to lunch and I was like, and then I came back (laughs) and was working more and listened to something else, but two whole hours. So I must have listened to that song like 30 times it was ridiculous i was just like what am i what am i doing (laughs) i love that you can like get so into something and like yeah watch it or listen to it over and over it's my favorite thing about you oh thanks my obsessive personality (laughs) yes dedication and love i love how you called it dedication but it's really just obsession so thank you for the uh (laughs) euphemism i appreciate it um i'm gonna spin it Yeah, spinning it in a good way. Um, Oh my goodness. Okay. Thank you all for going on this adventure with us. And until next time, Mm -hmm. beware of spoilers ahead.